G'day beer lovers and welcome to The Antidote, a series of special episodes of Brews News Live. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum. In this series, we hope to engage with the beer community to share their insights, to get some ideas and strategies and to provide an online gathering place. It is your virtual beer garden and we welcome you. Today, we do our first follow-up report with Corey Crooks from Newcastle's The Grain Store and then chat with James Grugian from The Good Beer Co to see if there's any extra charity at home now that everyone is at home. Someone else who is at home is my co-host and good mate, Matt Kierkegaard. G'day, Matt. G'day, Pete. How are you, mate? Very well, thank you for asking. How was yeah, your weekend? The week, well, was it a weekend? Well, it, it, it was, and I guess that's one of the keys to surviving at the moment is trying to be as normal as you can um, and you know, find rhythms and patterns and things like that that keep you sane. Yeah, well, Mrs. Pilsner was uh, it, it, like it was different, and you're right. We do need to have just those little semblances of um, normality to to suggest that all is not as uh, topsy turvy as it perhaps might might seem. And uh, so I probably noticed it more today. Um, we had some nice weather and some shitty weather down here in Melbourne on the weekend. So we had getting out a little bit, getting a bit of gardening done, and that sort of thing. Um, but then noticed it today when Mrs. Pilsner was sort of uh, back in the back on the um, the multi-screen and uh, conference call after conference call after conference call. Um, but, yeah, other, other than that, all good. Well, uh, Mark, well, we've got some beautiful April weather here. It's that perfect uh, Brisbane spring to, uh, um, sort of autumn, uh, clear skies and just that little bit of cool in the mornings. But I, I made sure, I actually made sure I had a weekend. I felt that after, you know, it, it's what we're calling the the crisis and the shutdowns and the, the, the really serious biting of everything that's going on is kind of like two, two and a half weeks um, in, well, two, two weeks into the podcast and, you know, things really started kicking off the week before and I just found that I'd pretty much been just, you know, racing um, to, to keep up um, with everything that was going on so we can report it for the industry and, and, and keep ahead of it. But then you've also got your own little businesses to... Um, you know, to, to, to focus on as well. So we're not just looking at the industry. I'm sort of working on how to make the own my own business survive. And so I just found on the weekend I actually needed to have, um, you know, a, a couple of days off. So I did what it seems the rest bit of the world... A bit of time. Yeah. Um, and I, I did what seems like the rest of um, Facebook has done. I uh, binged on uh, Tiger King. Oh. And what did you think? <laughs> oh, man, I, I, I studiously avoided it. I'm a little bit like oh, I haven't seen a minute of Game of Thrones, and I must admit this this one didn't really. I saw, I saw it there. Oh, number one in Australia. Thought I read the thing, and I go, yeah, no, nah, maybe not. And went back to Narcos, I think. Or um... <laughs> have you seen uh, Justified, which was a like it was a U.S. marshal dealing with um, you know sort of uh, meth crackhead um, hillbillies um, in. Virginia, I think it was, um, and it was pretty much that without the tigers. Um, right. Yeah, okay. so, so it's pretty scary. Um, but anyway, that's yeah. Anyway, so that was my weekend. It was it was nice to actually just try and catch up with myself and uh, you know sort of see how all things were managing because uh, mate, a, a bit of bad news for us today. I hadn't said this to you off air, but uh, finally got confirmation that the exhibition has been cancelled for twenty twenty um, officially. Um, so no no echo. No echo. So, so that'll be the first time in what 120 three times in history, and I think one of those was uh, the last pandemic, the uh, Spanish flu. I'm not sure why the other one was. Um, I'll have to to look into. Presumably, that. either one of the wars or 
probably you wouldn't think the depression because um, the whole point of your agricultural shows was to bring the city to the country, bring the country to the city, and um, to sort of to show your your wares and that sort of thing. So you wouldn't have thought that. Well, I suppose yeah, still at transport costs and that sort of thing. It'll be interesting. We should find out. Mm. But that's yeah. Look, yeah, I, uh, and I think that'll probably. I mean, feel for a lot of our friends, um, you know, our, our fellow carny folk who sort of do the the tour sort of thing. So I'm guessing the Royal Easter they won't get, and then they they move pretty much from that into the Ecca, from the Ecca into uh, Melbourne Royal Melbourne mm. show, and then from there they go to Adelaide, uh, Brisbane, and then Adelaide is it? Uh, Brisbane, Adelaide? Brisbane, then yeah. Adelaide, then Melbourne. Sorry. So, um, but given so that yeah, that's that, August, that, and you know, they, I, I guess it, it's such a big thing; it doesn't just happen overnight. So they need to let people know so they can plan. But uh, yeah, they're, they're certainly um, having real concerns still. Another five months away, four months away, um, uh, you know, about the viability of it. So it just uh, continues to to go. But anyway, that was uh, Beer Matt's last uh, scheduled event for uh, twenty twenty. That was like a you know that. Uh, ten pin just teetering, teetering, teetering. <laughs> it was finally, went down today, and it's in the gutter. Yeah, but anyway, no. onwards and upwards. Plenty to keep. At least, busy. at least we know. Like, at least there's, there's a bit of certainty around that. At well, yeah. Like that, that's the thing. As we talked about last week, knowing um, is sometimes a little bit better than not knowing, even if it's bad news. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now. We would probably um, it'd be remiss of us to uh, leave our first guest waiting. Um, we spoke to him last week, Corey Crooks from the Grain Store, and uh, look, it was probably one of the ones that uh, a chat that reinforced for for Matt and I why uh, we think that what we're doing here with the antidote is so important, and the the feedback. Um, publicly and privately was um, yeah that they really felt for Corey and and, and really got a sense of, uh, of of just how difficult it was for such a family business uh, to to have to let so many people go and to um, you know go into it with uh, all the various uncertainty. Um, Corey made an announcement last night, and so we thought it was uh, or Friday, so we thought it would be a good chance to catch up with him and do a bit of a follow up. Have we got him there, Matt? We do indeed. G'day, Corey. Hey, Matt. Prof, how are we? G'day, mate. Good. So, mate, you posted on social media that um, you've, uh, like, it was funny, we were talking this time last week or whenever it was, uh, or the week before, um, and how rapidly changing um, fluid situation it was. And, and from one day to the next, it was, you know, everyone was kind of, you know, um, making making shit up as we, as we went along, so to speak. Um, what's the story with you guys? Yeah, I, well, I think I, when we did speak a few weeks back, I, I probably did touch on that we, yeah, we, we did see it coming. So we, we um, you know, I'll say we, like my, my team and <clears throat> Christy, had, had put some systems in place to transition into you know, what, what we have been for the last few weeks, but um, which yeah, obviously became the takeaway food and, and a bit of, a bit of booze on the side with the changing of the um, the, the liquor laws there, which was which is fortunate. But um, being able to transition, you know, basically immediately, it, what it what it didn't really allow us was that time to, I suppose, where there were a lot of, you know, I'll talk locally from the Newcastle perspective. I know a lot of businesses the the first thing you know close the doors and some haven't uh, 
<clears throat> still to this point haven't reopened them, but um, a lot, you know, maybe took a, a moment there to, to close and, and readjust and think, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? Where because we did uh, done that prior, we we rolled straight from almost one day to the next into into something which was, um, well, pretty much a completely different business. So, um, you know, a couple of weeks down the track, and you know, obviously it's we're still in an ever changing environment where, you know, as I just leave the the house at the moment, there's there's a there's a you know the chief medical officer giving an address, and and that's you know happening daily and sometimes multiple times a day and. Um, just you know, being being there and and doing what we're doing, and you know, my team that that are left, all of us, all four of us have young families, and you know, what what we we didn't really allow was yes, we we were you know thinking I suppose with the the business head on first, and and you know, how do we what do we do next? How do we do it? But we uh, yeah, what it didn't really give us was that you know sense for ourselves and our own families to probably to you know to have a bit of a mental reset and set where we are and what we're doing so that's that's sort of yeah it is easter coming into this week as well so it's probably been <clears throat> possibly who knows what the landscape would have been but i just thought you know we needed that opportunity to to you know take that take that time now so we basically closed this week um and we'll reopen on the thursday the, the 16th uh next week so just yeah just everyone get you know, take that little pause, get a bit of a bit of a reset. Um, you know, the recharge the batteries. Post. Yeah, that's right. And you know, set in the the post sort of to all our you know loyal customers that it, you know it's not farewell, just a bit of a see you soon. And yeah, get yeah. I think we just needed you know just do. I think it's important to make sure you're thinking clearly, and it, it's just not healthy to sit there and try and. You know, operate the business like we are in a, in a totally different landscape, and and keeping you know one eye on a customer coming and or you know hopefully coming in the door, and 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 the other eye on, on what you know is being delivered by the PM, and how does that affect what you know? Do we need to adjust further, or what does that mean from this point? So we just let the the dust settle. I think the government's got a, a little bit more to work through in the in in that period, and that's why we'll let the dust settle on that. Let you know then. You know, it's hard some of these things just to try and get your head around what 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 do they really mean for you you know the job keep program which is you know a great initiative but it's not legislated yet and i think a lot of people jumped and went oh shit we can bring bring a lot of staff back um yeah but are you going to qualify and all those sort of things so try and get a bit more clarity around what that is um you know rent i know the, the government commercial rents and stuff it's it's a very tricky one it's a hard it's not the landlord's fault it's, you know, it's certainly not our fault and it's, it's it's no one's you know sitting there in in business but how do they how do they come up with the right solution and i think they obviously that was supposed to be something that came down the other day but wasn't quite ready i believe possibly tuesday they might have some um you know some more clarity on what that might mean uh, and and that yeah if we know sort of where the goalposts are a little bit better than what we do right now i think it'll you know make you know how we operate a hell of a lot um easier it's funny i was just saying to pete before we uh got you on that i'd found over the weekend that after you know two two and a half three weeks of that really heightened um you know emotional state from uh all of the things you said you know keeping up with the day-to-day announcements trying to report on them 
uh, also running my own two businesses um, that you know are, are, are suffering from it. That I, I came to the weekend and just needed to take the time off. You know, I just needed to have two days, which is very rare for me to not sort of be on the computer, you know, at least part of a you know a substantial part of the weekends. But um, I, I just needed to to, to shut down. Um, so I'm I'm actually in a strange way uh, a little bit envious of you being able to you know shut down till next Thursday. Yeah, well, do, doing our best to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, look, and I think for everyone, I think it's 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 certainly important. It, it's um, you know, as much yeah, it's certainly a, a very emotional. So what? what you tra- grab one of the beers. You can't open that one yet. It's not ready. <laughs> uh, it's got to wait two weeks. That's it's got to sell that beer. Lucky you're at If you're at work, you'd right. be halfway into that now. It's, it's a collab between. Um, Popper and and DJ Mountain Culture and Wildflower, so it's uh, it's actually just yeah, it needs a couple of weeks before it's ready to drink. But lucky, lucky I was here to catch that, eh? <laughs> but um, so silver linings, mate. Silver linings. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it, was, it obviously very emotional last night to, to to pull the door shut. Like it's it, it isn't forever, but it's still it, it's um, but no more than emotional what it's been standing in there currently. Um, you know, but our everything we 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 do is is about that social. You know, the, I suppose the key measure of our success is bums on seats and how many people we get in in the venue. If if we're being doing things well and being you know consistent and all those things, then we should have a, a pretty full venue most of the time. That's 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 actually the nature of what we do. And yeah, to have all our furniture packed away and just, you know, the occasion, the online order dings and bang, they turn up and you give them their bag of food and maybe fill a growler and away they go. It's, it, it's, it's, it's very different to, to what I've done my whole life. So it, it, I think it does, you know, to try and just flick from one day to the next and be something, <clears throat> you know, in, in a lot of ways, we're trying to be something we're not, but we, we're doing our, you know, we're only doing it, I suppose, to keep that, you know, one, for our, you know, our guys that are there to keep, keep, you know, a sense of purpose for them and keep them employed. But it's also just, it's, uh, I think, as long as we are doing what we do, we can re- remain relevant. If, if if we're looking at six months, and you just shut the doors, uh, you're almost starting a brand new business. You know, I know people's memories aren't that bad; they still remember. But um, you know, if you tried to to wind it all, start, you know, turn it all back on in from nothing, I think. Um, yeah, it's 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 a you're really gonna it's a big reset. Whereas if we can remain, even if it is in the, in that you know it's in that takeaway sense, but it gives us a purpose to to still you know talk from our our social media platforms and engage on whatever level we are being able to at the present time. But um, yeah, it, it's but I also yeah getting back, I think it is important to take that take that little time like Matt was just alluding to. I I, I it it wasn't something I I gave a lot of thought to. I think it really uh, uh, probably Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday last week. I was like, you know what? I think we just you know we need to take take five and you know just be be fresher, be accept what we are. Um, we can't, we you know none of us can change that right now. But be be a bit more, I suppose, at peace with with um, what's around us. Come back and you know, be 
I suppose, you know, pressure in the mind, pressure in the, you know, the feelings of what we are and, 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 and approach it and, and however long we need to write about, do it with, a, 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 I suppose, a lot more positivity and, and, you know, just accepting this is where we're at and make the best of what you can. Mate, one of the things that you were just talking about giving your team a sense of purpose for all this because it could be six months. The other thing that I've noticed is, you know, venues like yours that have built a very, very strong, engaged community around you, that it's not ju- you're not just a place that they go to get fed and get watered. It, 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 it's a space that they feel part of. I, I, I'm finding that the conversations that I'm having, are people want their ability to support the businesses that they feel part of um, is helping them as well. Is that something that's factoring into, you know, is that something that you've picked up as well? Yeah, look, we've, you know, been two weeks, two, four weeks of of just a a takeaway outlet. And, um, you know, the the number of people that have come through the door that, that we've, that aren't really a regular faces are very few. Um, it, it has, and it's you know, it's it's very humbling to you know to see those guys, you know, really going out. Some people are travelling forty minutes, you know, you know, our our region sort of can spread out, and we've had people ordering food, then saying, "I'll be there now," and then you find out they've just drove forty five minutes just to you know come and grab a grab a server wings. You know, not they might not have been hungry. Like it's 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 not it's not the you know, it's it's just there to, to you know I suppose for their point that's that may be what they've done you know every second Sunday every Sunday whatever for the last you know we've been there almost seven years so and, and that is part it's also yeah it is about the community that if we can provide that you know some normality on whatever it is Friday night Thursday night the Sunday and they'd be able to come and you know fill up a you know, a growler of hazy IPA or grab a server wings and go and sit on their own couch and enjoy it. And that gives them a sense they see the, the grain store logo in the, in the in the packaging that they're eating. And, you know, hopefully that, that gives them, you know, some sort of warm and fuzzy and gives them a little bit of normality as well because it doesn't matter what you do. Nothing's really, you know, even if you're even obviously those that are in the in the in the health industry, then yeah, they're, they're turning up in their job, but I'm sure it ain't nothing but normal for those guys right now either. Yeah, exactly. Listen, mate, before we uh, let you go, can you give us a bit of um, a, a hint as to what you guys have done with your draft system? Because there seems to be a little bit of conjecture over, you know, do you leave your lines empty? Do you, you know, uh, pressurise them? Do you put water? Do you leave cleaning fluid? What have you guys done in terms of, um, okay. Yeah, let- mine, so we, we've been, Predominantly with what we've been doing with the with the growler fills was, I think I might have touched on when we spoke a couple of weeks ago. We we had a, a number of events that sort of, you know, loaded us. We had a number of um, well, other than twenty one taps, we normally would have. If you just all of a sudden come to a shut and you've got those kegs that are on, but we had a number of different events. So we we had fifty two, I think it was, of, of half kegs. So we've uh, predominantly that's you know trying to get rid of. Get rid of that stock, <clears throat> which we've, we've done a pretty good job of, and sold you know some half kegs and stuff. To didn't do any of that publicly. Did that sort of privately through people that, that knew me, because you know the last thing on top of all this for the brewers is is you want them losing kegs as well. So making sure that all those kegs have obviously being returned as well. 
but getting to the lines, we um, as they ran, yeah, basically flushing, flushing the line, doing a clean per line, um, and then tomorrow morning, uh, I'll be in, and and doing a full, <clears throat> you know, full sanitise of all our whole system, doing a line clean again, and then pulling through water and running them dry, and then actually hit your Basically, you know, if anyone is in a venue and listening, then my you know, advice is don't don't leave the water sitting in there. Um, you know, get some gas and and try and blow out your line dry and get get the line as dry as possible. And 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 if it's sitting there for a duration, um, yeah, that's that's you know, the best way. Don't don't leave certainly don't leave beer sitting in it. You know, otherwise you're going to be you know, replacing your beer lines completely when it comes time to to turn it all back on. But um and then even don't leave them dry for too long like if if we got you know we got 21 taps even if we continue to do some growlers we'll probably only be doing you know using probably three of those lines max so the other ones will be regularly getting you know once every every sort of 10 days minimum i'll be pulling some water back through and then drying them blowing them out with gas and, and drying them again because you know, on the other side of this none of us want to be replacing our beer systems because um but I, you know I, I have had a few different people asking different things of what to do and and what's the best but um yeah certainly don't just walk away and leave and 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 not um put some effort in it otherwise you will be looking at a, a replacement of your of your pythons and you know an expense that you probably can't really afford when it comes time to open the doors yeah, because we, we just heard that, um, you know, some people said, oh, you push your, your beer through, but leave them full of water. But then somebody else pointed out that, you know, whether chlorine or fluoridation or whatever in, in water, um, you don't want to necessarily be leaving that for an extended period of time either. So, no, no. But that's fine yeah. if, we're, if we're, you know, a couple of weeks wouldn't be an issue, but we, we all know that's not, you know, it's not what we're looking at. So, yeah, if they can get their gas line, open the gas and, and just blast, through the end of the line, open the tap, you'll actually end up, you know, probably need a two-person and you'll feel and eventually you'll end up being able to pretty much blow the line dry. And that's that's the best way to, to try and leave them sit for any long period. Give them obviously a really, really good, you know, I'm, I'm, you know we'd, process we would normally do to clean our beer lines, I'm you know, basically going to repeat it, um, you know, at least twice tomorrow. I'll do it in the morning. I'll go back and do it again in the afternoon and, and give them a really, a really good um, furrow clean and, and then, yeah, try and get them all dry. Except over Easter where you're going to take this opportunity to spend some uh, well-earned time with your family. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, well, that's part of, part of the gig though, isn't it? I'll be, yeah, I'll be in there doing that tomorrow. That's it. But, well, let's um, look on the bright side, you know. Let's assume we're only going to have one Easter in lockdown. So, um, you know, make the most of it, everyone. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It's, 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 yeah, I think it, it is important, everyone, just to, you know, it's just adjust. Make sure you, you know, look after. And that's the part for us, you know. I, I've been probably since this point is almost, well, not almost, I've been there every day for probably close to the last 30 days. And, you know, what's most important to you? You know, to all of us is our family. So it's look after them and look after yourself and make sure, you know, you, yeah, you, I, I just, for us, I just think we want to be making the right decisions, thinking clearly, uh, not keeping one eye on what the, you know, the next story that's about to break and, and just, and just go and look and accept, accept it for what it is, be at peace with it. That's what we're doing. We'll do it the best we possibly can. Um, 
we're going to stay in our own lane. We've talked about all different food things. There's lots of different creative things that are happening, but I think people, what the grain store is and what they know us for and what they, you know, they love us for is that's what we do. And I think we'll stay in our own lane with that. We'll try and, you know, continue maybe to uh, offer, you know, some beers that maybe they're not finding somewhere else. And, you know, this, it's, it won't, you know, the, primarily though, it's, it's about, you know, putting some food, making people's life easier if, 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 that, if that's what it does for them. And, and then, like I said before, if it put, keeps a little bit of normality there and, you know, helps us all. Exactly. Mate, good advice. And on that note, Corey Crooks from The Grain Store, thanks very much for joining us again on The Antidote. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Good on you, Corey. Best, Talk to you all soon. All the best, boys. Look after yourselves. Thanks, Cheers. mate. Bye. Yeah, Matt, I was keen to sort of, yeah, get some thoughts because we, we've discussed this off air um, about, you know, there's, there's 100 different best practices for, you know, is now the time to do some maintenance or, you know, the deep cleaning and uh, all those sorts of things. But when it comes to the actual beer lines, a lot of people sort of think, oh, yeah, leave it with water, leave it unpressurised, make sure it's pressurised, leave it empty, you know, all that sort of thing. So good to get that sort of advice. And I'd be keen to get um, from our industry particularly hospitality industry people in the chat room, if there's any other hints and tips that people can use and then we can maybe copy and paste them from the Funnily chat enough, room. Pete, we'll be put, popping them. Um, we've actually got a very extensive article from Brad Murray, who used to be the head of draft for oh, CUB. Yeah. CUB. Uh, was with yeah. Micromatic, I think it was, and now he's just uh, with a... Brutique, maybe? Brutique, uh, now Liquid Connectors. And uh, he wrote a very, very extensive thing, not so much about, you know, just uh, how to maintain and care for your um, lines uh, while, while you shut them down. So that's on the new Brewery Pro section that'll be going live very, very soon. But I might post a link um, in the show notes because it can be accessed in the meantime. So, uh, yeah, if anyone's got any comments um, or thoughts about it, because I've certainly seen lots of interesting discussion in the meantime. Yeah, and without blowing our own trumpet, um, but well done to the um, Australian Brews News crew on um, the coronavirus re- uh, resource uh, page? link yeah. page. Yeah, really, really handy. Yeah, look, it, and just it's hard to keep touch of, as, as Corey said right at the beginning. Um, you know, the, the government announced something, but, you know, obviously it was their intent. Um, and until we've seen the legislation, until we've seen everything that's gone on, um, you know, and, and the, the way that it's actually enacted once the argy-bargy between uh, both sides, um, we don't really know. But we're doing the best that we can. Um, if you see anything that should be added or corrections, please let us know and we'll get it on there as well. Yeah, and but look, Pete, with some of those articles, it's um, you, by the time you get to the bottom of the article, the, uh, the information changed <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, a little bit like painting the Harbour Bridge. That's it. Uh, now, our next guest, Matt, is James Grugian from the Good Beer Co. Uh, terrific to see, first of all, I think the Queensland Beer Awards last year, the Pale Tale. That's it. Which was, uh, picked up a gold medal. But they also picked one up at the AIBAs, I think, from if memory serves. He'll be able to tell us. James Grugian, welcome to The Antidote. Thanks for having me on, guys. Get a minute. Now, just quali- uh, clarify for us. Definitely yeah, a gold I, medal I, at the, the Queensland... Beer Awards last we, we got, year we for got the Pale a gold, Tale. And a, we got a gold for the Pale Tale, which was brewed for us by Slipstream. And then we got a bronze for the Australian Lager, Great Barrier Beer, that was brewed for us by Ballistic. But we, unfortunately, um, you were being very generous there, but we didn't pick up anything else. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. <laughs> Mate, just very quickly, before we get into the uh, uh, initiative that was launched today, just tell us a very quick background about James Grujon and the Good Beer Co., 
Oh, look, it's really, it's really simple. Um, I launched the Good Beer Co. as Australia's first social enterprise beer company at the time uh, at the fantastic music venue, the, the Triffid in Brisbane, um, about four and a half years ago. And uh, we did that with a crowdfund campaign for our very first beer, which was a great barrier beer uh, that was raising funds for the Australian Marine Conservation Society. And um, the principle for us is that we uh, we exist to do good with good beer. So we work with good breweries first and foremost and try and brew, as we've just been talking about, beers that are capable of winning, of award, winning awards and, and are popular as well. Um, but we also give 10% of the sale price back to our charity partners and we give them a bit of a platform to talk about their issues as well. So, for example, our Great Barrier beer uh, that's currently brewed for us by the good people at Ballistic Beer in, in Brisbane, um, and sold across Queensland and sells really well, particularly up on the reef in far off Queensland, um, is giving um, the opportunity to the Australian Marine Conservation Society and all the good people um, that work for them to tell the story about the Great Barrier Reef. And you know that's um, something that we're not we're not talking about much during uh, the current times for obvious reasons. I think we'd be overloaded with bad news, but the the reef is unfortunately under threat because of climate change, as we all know. And so what we're trying to do with Great Barrier Beer, and it's a really good example of the Good Beer Co's mission, is is have a conversation with as many people as possible that perhaps didn't know it was under threat and and just starting that conversation with a bloody good Australian lager. And, and uh, since since then, we've done we've done the Pale Tale, as you mentioned, and we've done a beer in the UK, and, and we did a beer for, for marriage equality as well. So we're, we're all about working with breweries who are up for doing good with beer, and as you guys know, as well as I do, that lots of them are. So tell us about the project that you launched today that's really giving, uh, it's celebrating the essential service workers that, you know, we we really need to give a huge shout out to, but at the same time supporting independent craft breweries. That's right. Well, I've got to give credit to a fantastic organisation that you guys will know in the UK that's kind of the UK version of the Good Beer Co, Brewgooder. Um, And Alan and the guys from Brewgooder um, people may know through an initiative that they were running uh, that was going to um, do a lot better than it did, but got caught up in all of the stuff that's happening now called Global Gathering. And I think quite a few Aussie breweries were involved in brewing a beer for them, uh, their clean water lager that funds uh, clean water projects in Africa. Alan launched a campaign called One on Us, which was a beer for the NHS. And I saw that and had a chat with him and said, I think we should do this in Australia. And we we decided that rather than just work with one brewery we would try and work with at least one brewery in each state uh, and try and bring in bring in other breweries as well if possible um, so that not only were we um, allowing australians to do something really nice and good by shouting um, essential services workers who you know they work hard all year round but they're working particularly hard now and they definitely deserve a four pack um, but also we were we were helping um, breweries who are doing it tough right now to shift some of the stock that they would have otherwise been selling over their bar and uh, and giving them a bit of a shot in the arm as well. So how does it um, work? Because I, I guess um, to, to completely stereotype, if, if we're stepping outside of the craft beer bubble towards the, the, the general beer-consuming uh, public, they're probably not going to, you know, well, the, the, there's every chance that they're not going to want, you know, a big imperial uh, Berliner Weiss no. or something like that. So, how have you gone about uh, choosing beers that are suitable for, for 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 this type of campaign? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and we've we've been really careful about that. Um, so, so essentially, people who are donating the beer are paying 
um, 20 bucks and, and that's and that's going to pay for the four pack and its delivery. So we're we're really saying to the brewery partners that we've got and uh, you know that's that's Newstead here in Brisbane, it's Spark um, who are a social enterprise like us in Adelaide, it's um, Modus Operando in New South Wales, it's Stomping Ground in in in, in Victoria and so on. Go go for your core range. So for example, Stomping Ground are going to be canning um, a beer that they normally have in their tanks and on tap in their bar in uh, in in Melbourne. Uh, and that's going to be a really easy drinking popular lager that will go out to people. So we're going to make sure that uh, we're, we're not kind of uh, frightening the horses when we're sending these beers out and that the people that are coming home from a really hard day's work are going to be enjoy, enjoying a really nice, easy drinking, but really good Aussie craft beer. Yeah, and James, like you were saying, um, there's the advantage, obviously, of the the cold hard cash, the 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 percentage that goes to the um, the the directed charity. But then there's also the real estate on the can. So somebody sitting there or sees it in the in Uncle Dan's or on sorry on the shelf of an independent uh, craft beer retailer. <laughs> um, but they can then also, I guess, get that that marketing and that branding message out. How important or who do you work with um, in terms of uh, ticking all those boxes and making sure that the message gets out? Yeah, look, so, so normally when we're doing our Great Barrier beer or our Pale Tail or, or another beer that's for good, um, we, uh, we, we are, we're selling it in, in BWS and Dan Murphy's and in independent bottle shops. Um, and in the case of Great Barrier beer, you know, in, in tourism operators, uh, boats that go out on the reef in restaurants and bars, just like any other brewery really. Um, and we, we work with um, our charity partners to make sure that the message on the can uh, is something that resonates. Uh, but we also work with the guys who work in the bottle shops um, and in the other places that are selling the beer. So they understand, first and foremost, that it's a really good beer, which is obviously why people are buying it. And then they can also tell the story of that beer. So in the case of our Great Barrier Beer, we took, for example, uh, a bunch of um, managers from BWS stores in kind of Queensland out onto the reef and we went snorkeling with them and then we had a conversation about why it was important to protect the reef uh, over a great bar- a cold Great Barrier beer on the way back. Um, and, and what we found was we had really engaged staff who were really keen to tell people that were buying the beer, look, this is a, this is a really great beer, you're going to enjoy drinking it, but there's also a great story behind it as well. Uh, and I think it goes in that order. And, and, and in the case of this campaign, um, it's different because what we're doing is we're, we're raising enough money in that donation to cover the cost of both the, the brewing and the, and the canning and the packing and the sending out delivering of that beer so that the, the brewery partners are getting some cash back into their business, uh, but we're not making it too expensive for the people that are making donations um, and we're able to provide a really great quality but easy drinking beer for the for the essential services worker who really deserves it at this particular time. And I think I think that's really important because I mean none of us are none of us are flush with cash at the moment. And and you know I'm hoping that people that have got a secure job um, and are feeling like they can do will jump in and, and shout an essential services worker a beer from a from a from a local craft brewery. Matt, I can't say that once you've paid for the the beer and the delivery and the can and and all of that. Uh, obviously, you're not making uh, a great no. deal or anything out of this. We're definitely not. So I'm, I'm doing this uh, for love, obviously. I mean, I, the Good Beer Co., uh, like a lot of organisations, is on a bit of a pause at the moment. So um, we're, we're not launching in the UK as we were planning to in June. Um, and uh, that's been put on ice for obvious reasons. I mean, the borders are closed, from, if nothing else. Um, but also our, our brewery partner over there, Adnams, 
has got a chain of about 50 pubs and 12 hotels uh, and they're doing it tough like everybody else and our charity partner um, has had to cancel the big event that would have launched the beer in in june so um, i've got time on my hands um, and, and and frankly i just wanted to do something um, something good you know i just felt like well what can i do that's that's useful um, and i and i just felt also that um, it would be a, a, a good way of, of helping out someone who makes it in the craft beer industry who've been really supportive of me over the last four years in getting the good beer co-op and running. And and yes, no, nobody's, to answer your question, no one's making, um, <laughs> oh, no no, one's making any money out of it. Sorry about Matt. <laughs> I, I think that came clear, but yeah, like it's uh, like we're seeing so many people um, doing great initiatives, but this just seemed to be a really nice one that is about connecting, you know, making sure the breweries are keeping demand up and we're also thanking people that really deserve a huge thank you at the moment. Um, hopefully they're beer drinkers. So, uh, yeah, no, certainly I'll be uh, jumping on. It's been a busy day today, but I'll be uh, gifting a four-pack um, at, at least one uh, today. That's brilliant, Matt. And one, and one more thing really quickly. If people aren't in, for whatever reason, are not beer drinkers or can't drink alcohol, we're also working with Sober. Oh, so I meant we, to say we'll be, that, yeah. We'll be firing out their non-alcoholic beers. Which so you got I, an I alcohol don't, I don't know if you guys beer. have tried them, but I actually think they're delicious. Excellent. Yeah, good to hear. Thanks very much for that, James. Um, Thank so you. for our listeners and for those in the chat room and then those who pick up on this uh, during the week, it's available now. And Yep, so the campaign's live now. And if you go to the possible website and just search a good beer, always help. We'll put a link in the show notes. So anyone yep. who's listening to this, um, assuming they're not listening live, um, will... Not, not that our listeners can't navigate, you know, a, a simple, you know... I'm sure search. you're not saying that. Uh, no, no, it's just convenience. <laughs> if they can look down at their phone right now... Click buy. Because this is a Done. podcast that they've downloaded later, it's... One of those time machine things, it'll be whenever. Um, they can sort of click and they can buy straight away. So, uh, James, all the very best. We might uh, check in, given it looks like this thing's not going anywhere quick. We might even no, check in, in a couple of weeks and see uh, see how it's all gone. Well, let's hope, let's hope it's gone really well because I'm hoping we're going to be shouting lots of these fantastic workers at a really good craft beer. Exactly. Good on you, James. Thank you very much for Thanks, joining mate. us this afternoon. There we go, some more good news. Hey, listen, before we go, because I did forget last week, but a little bit of more good news, and particularly for listeners to Good Brews Week, we'll know that a good friend of the program and the winner of our slogan competition, Aaron Gladke, uh, posted a photo uh, on his social media ringing a bell. Uh, now, it's not all great news yet, but the first part of his battle with cancer is uh, is behind him in terms of the first part of the treatment. So he's gone through his 47 days. You get to, to ring the bell to say that, you know, I've completed this bit. So the treatment part is over. He won't know, um, and I've just seen on his social media now, he's, he's actually going to get it even crooker over the next two or three weeks before he sees whether or not they can then test um, the, you know whether or not they've they've actually beaten it. So um, I did promise that I'd give him a shout out, and I was I was thinking I was giving him a shout out on Friday, just sort of going into the weekend, and then realised that it was um, pre-recorded. So uh, well done to uh, Aaron. Wishing you all the best. Exactly, Pete. So, and yeah, and I mean, look, if and it goes needed... to show you too, doesn't it, Matt? That some you, you think about all this isolation and shutdown, you go, you know what? There are some people that just aren't worrying about about that at all. Well, no, and and if there, there are also people who the reason that we are not going out and we are staying at home is because there are people uh, like Aaron who are you know have bigger immunosuppressed or compromised. Yeah. yeah, we can probably add those into the um, buzzword bingo. <laughs> I've decided to call it buzzword bingo instead of band word bingo because we okay. don't want to ban the words, you know. 
we're not about banning. Anyway, um, now you've got uh, we've got to let you go, Matt, because you're off. Um, I'm about to, to phone another... France. Yes, I've got a, yeah. a podcast heading in... virtually to France. That, that's the reason why, uh, despite the changing of the clocks, uh, I, I'd not realised that it was this weekend. I thought it was Easter weekend that they uh, brought the clocks forward. So I'd set up a five o'clock appointment uh, to speak to um, Stefan Muhlmans from uh, Fermentus because I was lucky enough to go there last year and I've been wanting to get some time on his calendar and suddenly people have got time to chat. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing a little bit of finding out about yeast for the uh, for an upcoming Beer as a Conversation. So uh, that's why, but tomorrow, uh, chat room, um, we'll be back at five tomorrow. Um, and it, just looking at the numbers, it does seem to be a little bit down today. So four o'clock is probably not a great time. So it might even be that, you know, five. Well, so throwing it at him with no notice is probably a little bit unfair. We're that's asking him to, you know. Make a change on the run. Uh, tomorrow, we will be speaking, we're, we're checking in with South Australia. We haven't done a, a South Australia check-in as yet, Matt, so we thought we could do that. And uh, we've reached out to Craig Basford from um, the Big, Big Shed Brewing Concern, who you know have just opened their new big venue uh, around the corner from their old little venue. And so it'd be good to catch up with him. But he's also involved in the... Uh, the South Australian initiative with the the indie brewers getting together and putting together a mixed case, um, twelve brewers, two beers each. So we'll um, check the pulse of the South Australian brewing community and see how they're travelling. And again, just see if we can get some ideas that we can share with our other listeners. And we've also got Brisbane Distillery, um, which yeah. you know, again wanted to step out. It was one of our um, regular listeners, our French correspondent, uh, Josh, who had seen on social media that the Brisbane Distillery had uh, made a you know, fairly sharp pivot and was Ding. cranking out huge volumes of hand sanitizer um, that is... Uh, that is going to um, emergency services um, and schools. Uh, so, thought, yeah, look, it, it's not strictly speaking a beer business, um, but it's certainly a, an allied business. And I thought, yeah, I wanted to find out a little bit more about what was involved in making hand sanitizer, seeing it's come up a couple of times on the show. Excellent. And we're still, uh, and then we've also got, uh, we've got Cameron Dick. Cameron Dick. The minister coming in. The minister in. has said, yes, I'd love to be on the show. So we're just waiting to find out exactly when in his schedule we can get him on. Um, That's and it. And we're still, been... we're still chasing Dave the Dodger Patton. Um, we are indeed. Uh, I'll, I'll follow him up. No doubt he's got plenty on his plate just at the moment. Um so, but again, well, yeah, if you do have, if you do know of somebody or you'd like to share with us, uh, please get in touch with us, producer at brewsnews.com.au or leave us a comment in our Radio Brews News uh, on the Facebook page. And I have just heard breaking news. Pete Brown, we've reached out to a couple of our international uh, beer writing colleagues just for a bit of an update about how things are going there. And Pete Brown has just responded saying, uh, glad you're well, of course, I'd like to take part. Um, and it works out nicely because 8 a.m. his time is 5 p.m. our time, so we can have a beer while he has his morning coffee. Um, and we'll be able to find out about the book that Pete is writing in, solita- in, in solitary confinement. Yeah. No, oh, excellent. That's good. Good news. Uh, all right. Ready Chat to go? Rate. Thanks again. Thanks very much for joining us, um, and thank you for being patient and um, flexible. Agile, nimble, pivoting, dare I say, uh, to our new time of 4pm just for today. Um, uh, but we'll be back at normal time, which is actual normal time, Eastern <laughs> Seaboard time. It's now the same time, 5pm. Don't, Don't start that one, please. <laughs>
Matt, uh, strum away. Cowboys with Flatten the Curve. Available now on iTunes. And we're out.